following is a production of Word Alive Creative Arts. Welcome to the podcast of Word Alive International Outreach in Oxford, Alabama, an apostolic center for transformation and freedom. We pray today that you will be blessed and strengthened by this powerful message. Hello, everyone. I'm Kent Maddox. This is Dan Maddox, and we're excited to be with you today at Word Alive Online. We're going to be talking to you about three major things today. We've just entered a brand new Hebraic month. For those of you that track with us and aligning with the biblical calendar, it's an exciting month, the month of Shabbat. I'm going to be talking a brief moment about that. But then we're going to be discussing the spirit of the age. We believe that the Lord is speaking to us, especially, Dan, through the scriptures about what we're navigating here in America and globally in this time. It's going to be exciting to hear that from the Word of God. And then we're going to be talking about the harvest that we believe God has shown us that's on the other side. And hopefully we'll begin a journey to prepare you for that harvest. But first of all, we want to go into some worship today. We, we know that Psalm 100 says, enter to his gates with singing, enter to his presence with thanksgiving. We want to go into the presence of the Lord today through worship. Then we'll be back to minister. So let's enter to worship together in Jesus' name. I believe. I love that song. I really believe they're prophesying about where we're at, Dan, that I believe God's on the move, don't you? Yes, I do. Big, big times. He's constantly in motion. (laughs) Jesus said the Father is always working. Wow. So so I believe it. He's, as that song says, even when we don't see him working, he's working. He is working. He's moving. And so we want to talk to you about that today. First of all, we want to discuss the new Hebraic month we just slipped into And uh, this is the month of Shabbat, and it's an exciting month. It's the month of trees. Actually, in the midst of this month, the Hebraic thought is you actually go and plant a tree each year. And so this is exciting because the scriptures are full of references to you and I's trees, trees of righteousness. We shall be planted like palm trees in the house of God and flourish. The scripture that this whole month is based around is Psalm 1. Here's what it says. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the paths of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he does will prosper. This is the month that we understand from God's word. We go from harvest to harvest that we can prosper in any and every season that we find ourselves in. And so this is actually the month the Hebrews, Hebraic thought is shout, my blessing is on the way. So this is the month we begin to prosper. You say, well, is it true that we can prosper in any season? Well, in Genesis 26, the very first scripture, it says that Jacob sowed or Isaac, I'm sorry, sowed in a year of famine. Yes, he did. In the interesting, a year of famine, but he sowed. And you go to Genesis 12 and 13, and it says, In that land he sowed, and he received a hundredfold return for the Lord blessed him. He began to prosper, he continued to prosper, and he became very prosperous. You say, Well, what's the difference? Jeremiah 17 says, 
Cursed, verse 5, cursed is the man that trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord, for he shall be like a shrub in the desert, shall not see when good comes, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness in a salt land which is not inhabited. But blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord, for he shall be like a tree planted by the waters which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding wow. fruit. Isn't it interesting that this is the month of trees? We're living in a very chaotic uh, uh, world full of turmoil, full of anxiety, full of confusion. But a tree, you only see the fruit, you don't see the roots. The roots are underground. They're connected to an unseen source of supply, which brings the fruit. This is the time for our roots to go deep this month in our faith and hope and trust in the Lord, and we will continue to prosper in and every season. So our custom here at Word Alive is each and every month we do our giving, our tithing, and our first fruits around the concept of moving from harvest to harvest. So we just want to give a decree, Proverbs 3, 9, and 10, honor the Lord with your substance, the first fruits of your increase, your barn shall be filled with plenty, and your presses shall burst forth with new wine. So, those of you that are participating in tithes and first, fruit, first fruits offering today, you can do it online, you can mail your uh, resources in, you can do it on the app, but we want to speak a blessing over your giving through a giving declaration. And so, uh, if you don't mind joining us, we just want to make this decree out loud with you on the count of three, one, two, three. Knowing the goodness and faithfulness of the Lord, we choose to bring our tithes and first fruits offerings to present them in worship unto Him. God's Word promises that we are to prosper in all seasons and in all things. Therefore, we declare our blessings are on the way. Our confidence and trust is in the Father's unending resources and supply. To Him be glory and honor and power now and forevermore. Amen. So we bless you. We bless your giving today as we're entering into the brand new month of Shabbat. We release the blessing on you to prosper now in this season in a supernatural way in Jesus' name. I'm so glad Dan's here with us today. He's been putting some thought and study into the concept of the spirit of the age. I want to remind you, uh, this is now January 17th. Tomorrow is the day, uh, the 18th, where Prophet Chuck Pierce said he prophesied in Chattanooga, Tennessee, we would be navigating a very uh, tricky time in the United States of America. And he prophesied two and a half years ago that it would be up until January 18th of 2021. And he prophesied that two and a half years ago. And so he's been prophesying to us that we are navigating. We're in a swamp. We're walking through a swamp. Very dangerous territory. You've got to be careful how you walk, how you move. There's monsters in the swamp. Yeah. There's pits in the swamp you don't want to fall into. And you have to keep trudging through. You can't get stuck. And so isn't it interesting that tomorrow is that day and then we're come, moving toward the inauguration. Yes. So all kind of news, all kind of 
uh, uproar around the election, around all the riots, everything that's going on. You really don't know what to believe, what to understand about it. So we've just been praying in the Spirit, trusting the Lord, trusting yes. the Holy Spirit that the yes. will of God is being done in the nation of America. At the same time, navigating the pandemic, uh, what we're here still yes. online because of the COVID pandemic, navigating that with everyone. We've been praying for everyone's safety, for everyone's protection, for those that have actually con uh, con contracted the virus, praying to come through it speedily. Uh, with no la long-lasting uh, effects from it. And so we've just been in a time of prayer and seeking the Lord. I know this for sure. This is the time to return to the Lord. This is the time to make sure our roots are solidly connected to the kingdom of God in that realm. But I do believe that we need to understand kind of why we're here, what this looks like, why we're having yes. to go through this type of stuff. And so I'm going to uh, give it to Dan here for a few moments, and he's going to kind of give us the biblical concept of where we're at as a nation, where we're at in the spirit. And then I want to talk to you after that about what I believe we're looking for, the harvest on the other side of this. Well, Pastor Ken, as you were saying, there's been prophets that are prophesying. And when you study the Bible, the prophets, they always prophesy to confirm, affirm, or to uh, remind people of what God's Word has promised. Mm -hmm. And so in, in the study of last things, uh, they call that eschatology, just so you know, I, I know what the word means, <laughs> is the, the study of last, last things, last days. I think you can put it under two categories. There's two great things that the Bible talks about in the last days. That will be happening. That will be happening. Two great things that will be happening. One is uh, what was prophesied by Joel, and Peter reminds us in Acts 1.18, said, In the last days, saith God, I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. Wow. And I've seen that uh, because I'm old enough to... I was alive when the charismatic movement first began. I remember when I grew up in church... We were on like one of the one or two only Pentecostal churches in town. And but then when the big charismatic move began, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit just went over denominational walls and people everywhere. Wow. Like uh, I remember when in our church, what was so shocking, this little lady who grew up Catholic started coming to our church. She didn't dress the way we dressed, looked the way we looked. I thought she looked great as a young teenage boy. <laughs> she was, yeah. And one day sitting there, all of a sudden the preacher is just preaching and the Holy Spirit falls on her. Mm. She starts speaking in tongues. And man, that wrecked our church. Wow. That, that, that turned thing, things around. And, and that's still happening today. You, you see it happening. If you, if you group Pentecostals as a denomination, they would be the largest group in the whole that's world right. today. And there's millions of them. The other thing is that Paul tells us why this is going on. There, there's two parallels. Mm, powerful. The, the, the good things, the Spirit of God's being poured out everywhere. The Bible said, whoever calls on the Lord, name of the Lord is going to be saved. 2 Timothy 3.1, Paul says, But know this, in the last days, perilous times will come. Wow. Now that word times is, I looked it up, it's not chronos just like, well, you know, 2021 is going to be worse than 2020. No, it's that word that we use for special seasons. Mm. He said there's going to be a season. And that word perilous, this it can be defined. In, and I want you to think about it and think of last year. Harsh, savage, difficult, 
dangerous, painful, fierce, hard to deal with. Wow. That, that's, what that's what the word, the word perilous. perilous means. But it's used to describe a society. That's what it's used to describe a society that is barren of virtue, but abounding with vices. Wow. And so, and Paul goes on down in, in this chapter, and, he, and let me read to you. He says, these are the characteristics or the attitudes of the spirit of that, of that age. Because you see, 1 John 4, 3 says, every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is, he calls it the spirit of the Antichrist, mm. which he said you have heard was coming, he says, and is now already in the world. Wow. And so the spirit of Antichrist, the word anti just means to be against or instead of. And so that spirit, what we would call the spirit of the age, back in Genesis 3.15, the Lord declared, hey, I'm going to put enemy into me between the woman's seed and Satan's seed. And that just means there's, there's hostility. That's why in some of the epistles, the Bible says, if you, you can't love the world and love God at the same time, if you love the world, you're at enmity with God. It just means, mm. means you're hostile to the way God works. And when we talk about the world, we're talking about the world system, mm -hmm. how it works. And and it's just completely different than the way the kingdom of God works. It's kind of upside down and backwards. And, but Paul says, and I'm going to read these all quickly. He said, this is what would characterize these perilous times. The society. Yeah, the of these society. Times. People will be lovers of themselves, wow. lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Wow. Now, when you think of perilous times, I would think of all the different works of flesh that people have preached against all these years. But these, these are attitudes. It's, you know, an attitude is just a spirit or a way of thinking. And what the enemy has has done is that through demonic forces, this is the spirit of, of the age. Mm -hmm. This is the spirit of the age. But the Bible says that God's spirit is, is, is the spirit of truth. And what Paul goes on to tell us, he says in 2 Timothy uh, 3 here, verse 13, he said, these evil men will wax worse and worse, said, deceiving and being deceived. Wow. See, the only power that the enemy has over us today is deception. The only way he can control my life or, you, or your life is for me to believe a lie, to believe a lie about God, a lie about myself, a lie about this book. The Bible says, you know, uh, there's a little lady in our church, Ken's probably not old enough to remember her, if something bad happened, her response was, well, let the will of God be done. Like, and I grew up thinking if the will of God happened, all hell was going to break loose <laughs> in my life. But I found in the Bible that the Bible says God's will, first of all, is good, 
perfect yes. and acceptable. So you see, when the will of God comes, the kingdom of God, when the kingdom of God is moving like it's supposed to be moving, you have benevolent blessings and goodness of God occurring because the kingdom of God is basically righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So in this chaos, what the enemy is used to season these perilous times, I think, to deflect us, our mind off the harvest. Wow. It's kind of like Gideon in the Old Testament. Every time they were about to reap the harvest, the enemy would come in and attack them because he knew if they never reaped the harvest. that. And But you see, first of all, I'm not scared. I'm, I'm concerned for people and I care for people, but I'm not going to walk in fear. Why? Because the Bible says the Christ that we serve is identified in many ways, but he himself calls himself the Lord of the harvest. Yes. When the harvest was to be gathered, there was always one person who was in charge that made sure that the harvest was gathered. Well, the Lord is going to make sure that the harvest is gathered, but we have to be prepared. And that's, that's, that's why we have to be ready to do what he tells us to do because we're all laborers in the harvest. Mm. Now, now harvesting, it, the harvest is going to be great, but God didn't say it's going to be easy because, right. because we've got to move with him. It was a, I was watching an old movie uh, the other night called Places in the Heart with Sally Field and Danny Glover. And the lady is in a bad way. Her husband dies, mortgage against her farm. And she decides that if she raises enough cotton and reaps that harvest, that's going to be the answer. Well, everything was working against her. The banker, the culture, because a man of ethnicity was working for her. All those things, they, they tried to make fun of her. They tried to uh, discourage her. They told her because she was a lady, you know, back in those days, she did, it just couldn't happen. And she was very discouraged until, and, I, and the Lord brought this to my mind this morning, till in the movie she goes to, where the, to the cotton gin where they processed the cotton. And there was a picture that every year there were, the, whoever turned in the first bale of cotton got a big a reward, $100. Mm. And the Lord spoke to me what that was. That was the first fruit. Wow. You see, <laughs> and what I, and so this harvest, you say, do you really think billions of people will be saved? Yes, but there's going to be a first fruit. And, we, and, and it's going to start, and it, we're, in the pro, we're in the process. So don't be discouraged. This is part of the process of mm, the that harvest. That is the word. And one last thing, and, and I'm not here to endorse a movie, but there was a little guy who lived in the house and this lady rented to him because he was blind. And he couldn't see how to, to participate in the harvest or pick the cotton. But the deal was they knew they had to get their cotton picked before the professional cotton pickers came in and got ahead of them. And... One day he, in the movie, there's just rope that he can hold on to and run to where they are. And he doesn't see it, but he hears. He mm. hears, he hears the professional harvesters coming down the road. Mm. He can hear, the, so, so here's the deal. We can't live by what we see in this process. We got to live by what we hear the Lord saying and we'll reap the harvest. Wow, I, that I is so that. powerful. It is harvest, harvest time. time. And so, 
if you can see what Dan's laid out for us scripturally, there's two things at work. The spirit of the world, the spirit of the age, and the spirit of God. And so we have to choose which will we engage with. And so we can get caught up in the right. spirit of the world. James 4 says you cannot be a friend of the world and a friend of God. And so that doesn't mean that we don't love people. Sure. We don't love culture. We don't love America. We don't love right. all the nations. But we can't get caught in the spirit of the age, in the spirit of the world. We have to stay in the spirit of God. Satan can't cast out Satan. That's right. We overcome evil with good. good. And so we just want to encourage you today. This, all this is part of the process because it, it, this is an identification to us. We're actually excited about it. I know that sounds just absolutely absurd, but I'm excited about the chaos. I'm excited about the turmoil. I'm excited about what's going on. Why? Because to me, it's a marker that we are headed for harvest. It says Satan knows his time is short. Therefore, he's coming to destroy. And this, let me just say this. This isn't about Republican or Democrat. This is not about individual personalities. We are in a spiritual war in this nation. There are demonic forces, the spirit of the world, that would love to take America down because America is a light unto the nations. But hold on. We are not, our faith is not in America. Our hope is not in America. Our faith and hope is in the Lord. But yes, we are standing and praying for the spiritual well-being of America, knowing God's got a prophetic destiny for America, and we know he's got the hook in the jaws of the nation. So what we're doing is, according to Ephesians 6, we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but we're wrestling against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, praying in the Spirit, and when we've done all to stand, we just stand, believing that the will of God is being done for the United States of America. And so whatever occurs over these next couple of days, however this all is played out, we are excited to know because of the volume of the spirit of the world and the spirit of age we're looking at, we know there's a volume of the Spirit of God about to be poured out. Think about this. Just before all of this occurred in 2020, uh, February of 2020, a prophecy was fulfilled that when the Kansas City Chiefs win the Super Bowl, this was a 50-year prophecy coming to pass, when the Kansas City Chiefs win the, win the Super Bowl, apostolic chiefs will begin to arise, apostolic centers will begin to arise, which we believe we're, we are here at World Live International Outreach, and it will lead into a billion lives transformed around the globe. Now, now I don't know about you, but some of you may not be, fam be familiar with us. We've just finished 20 years. We just believe we've got a foundation laid for apostolic ministry. Isn't it interesting that the times we're living in, God has been preparing yes. us, I believe, for this time. So just before those prophecies, we had a prophecy about a tipping point. Right. It was supernatural. A man praying for us I hadn't seen in 28 years. Tony Miller called me or texted me, said, I've got a message for you. And he said, while I was in my prayer closet, the Lord says you're at a tipping point. Yes. In, when I released that word, show Tony on video, in that actual service was a lady sitting with a bowl she had bought the day before that Holy Spirit says bring to the service with a teaching, in, a paper type teaching in the bowl on the tipping point. Wow. Knowing we are at a tipping point. At the same time, supernaturally, a prophet shows up, Draper Smith, who says, now is the time. This was leading us up to the February prophecy. What's happened? We, we, we're, we're excited, right? Yes. We're here. Tipping point's here. God's really about yes. to pour out His Spirit. Bam! 
what happens? Pandemic hits, COVID hits, chaos hits, civil unrest hits. You tell me that's uh, consequential? No. Or that's uh, a coincidence? No. I believe the enemy, knowing what's about to occur, begin to raise up the spirit of the age, the spirit of the world, knowing what's on the other side of this. And so my message, along with Dan's, of identifying what we're up against is we're on the verge of one of the greatest harvest of transformed lives through the kingdom of God the globe has ever known. We are headed for a global harvest. I believe the Lord has spoken very clearly to me that our mandate here as an apostolic center is to equip you and prepare you for this harvest that's coming. If we don't do this, I am so convicted by the Holy Spirit. If we don't do this right now in preparation, I know we're still in it. So now's when we need to get prepared for what's coming. While we're still here, while we're still navigating this, Chuck Pierce prophesied, mend your nets. Get ready for the harvest. It's so important, I believe, that you and I now choose what are we going to engage with. Are we going to engage with the spirit of the world and get caught up in that? Or are we going to allow Holy Spirit to prepare us for the harvest that's about to come where you and I are going to be harvesters? The Bible says don't say the harvest is four months from now. It is right now white, ready for harvest. The harvest is plentiful but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest that he raises up laborers. This yes. is the call of God right now on our life and on our church. Raise up laborers. Prepare the army for the harvest that's coming. Dan, the Lord spoke so clearly to me about Isaiah 58 that's been one of our foundation yes. scriptures uh, to, uh, to live by. And uh, I've, been, I've reread it in almost every translation over the last few weeks. And here, here's what it says in the nutshell. Tell, talk to my people. Tell them what the real issue is. You're busy, busy, busy with religious things. You love having me on your side as a nation, as a, and, you, and you appear to be right-standing people. You fast and you pray, but I don't answer. And you wonder why I don't answer. God says, here's why I don't answer. Because you fast and pray to continue on a religious journey when in reality what I'm looking for you to do is this kind of fast. Deal with social injustice. Break the chains of injustice. Feed the hungry. Take care of the poor. Go to the disenfranchised. Go, go to the hurting broken people. Restore their lives. Make yourself available to your own family. You do this, here's what will happen. Your light will shine like the noonday. Your healing will spring forth speedily. I will be your rear guard. You will call. I will answer and the glory of God will be your portion. Yes. And I really felt like Holy Spirit said to me, Kent, Word Alive International Outreach is not supposed to have a program of Isaiah 58. You are Isaiah 58. That is your, that is your mission. That is your vision to, to go to the brokenness of society and heal them and repair them. God says when you do that, then you, will, we will be known as those who rebuild the old ruins raise up foundations for generations, repair the breach of the broken, and restore streets and make them livable again. I believe the kingdom of God is the answer for our society ills. And I believe God is raising us up as an army of believers through the mission and vision of Isaiah 58, being a light to the darkness, being those that repair the brokenhearted, being those that heal those that are hurting, those that take care of the poor, those that take care of the broken people in our society. And God's going to raise up an army of broken people that are going to become mighty warriors, just like David's men, says they were 
what discouraged, broke, in debt, in debt discontented, distressed. distressed, and all of a sudden God got a hold of these people, poured His Spirit on them, and they became a mighty army for the kingdom of God. And I believe that's exactly where we are as a movement. This has been a presentation of Word Alive International Outreach, 122 Allendale Road, Oxford, Alabama. Reach us by phone at 256-831-5280 or at our website, wordalive.org. This has been a production of Word Alive Creative Arts.